Richard says I don't talk loud enough. <laughs> um, all right, well, you know, uh, yes, welcome to another episode of Song Mess. Uh, my name is Richard Villegas, this is Beverly Bryan, and we are talking about Brazilian music today. And so we have a special guest that I'm very proud, proud to pre- present. It is Isabella Ragoza. Hey guys, happy to be here. Ooh. Hey Bev, hey Rich. Renowned music journalist. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Very happy to talk about... Um, yeah, this is a, this is, you know, this is a topic we've been actually, it's so funny when, when I saw like the email, the back and forth, thank you so much, uh, shout out to our very good friend providing beers, Jelly Lapel in the background, woohoo! Um, we also have uh, Andre Borges in the studio. Hi. Um, Ow. But yeah, so I was really excited when you suggested this topic because Bev and I had been talking about it for like, about doing a, specific, uh, a show specifically about Brazilian music for like a good two months. Uh, we just, I just saw um, Buracas Som Sistema oh, on their final amazing. tour. Yeah. And then we went to see Caetano and Gilberto Gil. And I don't know about you, but that was a life-changing experience that for me. That was one of the most incredible musical moments of my life. Holy Wow. Bananas. I saw them when I first arrived to New York City. Well, Caetano. Really? And yeah. Uh, he, a long time ago. <laughs> it seems like 2009. But for me, it was also like changing experience. I definitely like delve in deeper into like Tropi- Tropicalia who he like pioneered along with Gilberto Gil yeah so um, and then recently I did a, a feature with a Brazilian uh, curator who recently dropped a new compilation who highlights a lot of Brazilian underground uh, producers and bedroom uh, bedroom producers and yeah. DJs so I was so very happy so what's up with that scene um, I, I mean, like the way that he explained it, because he lives there, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, have, I haven't been there, to be honest with you, but he says that, like, he's pretty much sick of everyone just boasting the traditional samba, pagode, and uh, bossa nova scene, and not everyone's talking about, like, the more experimental or, or like, electronic scene. But basically, people just always harken back to the whole, like, old-school, classical Brazilian music. And there's just so much to dig from, as obviously you guys have uh, known and explored and, you know, listened and watched. So Yeah, no, we do, we do a lot of research, and a lot of research just leads to crap. And um. then, you know, <laughs> of course, our uh, podcast... You know, we talk about a lot of Latin music, mm-hmm. but then when people talk about Latin music, also, they sometimes, as you mentioned, Isabella, um, they forget about Brazil, because there's a 
it's a different language. Yeah. But it's yeah. still it's, it's still part of Latin America. I mean, you know? like, I deeply love everything that LAMC does. But, like, that's one example in New York, at least, that is very uh, big with highlighting everything that is Latin music, not just from their label, but everywhere in Latin America. And oftentimes, Brazil is kind of left out, you know. So I feel like there's just so much tradition, so much history, so much music, and not just even... Like, the whole music that we uh, claim to remember, like, right. at, at least in the mainstream uh, knowledge or whatever. Well, I mean, as Latinos, like, we, we just... It's Spanish. If it's not mm-hmm. Spanish, it's, it's just not Latin it's a foreign, in our head, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, as Brazil kind of grows, you know, economically and has, like, a bigger presence in the world and the culture begins to get exported... You know, after a while, you're just not going to be able to deny it, you know? And so, for us, like, in the music scene... It does, you know, it comes out, like, you know, there'll be, like, a wave where people are excited with Bossa Nova, or people are excited about Baile Funk, and then, you know, it it sort of... It sort of dies down. But it's also, like, it's in its own... um, I think one reason is, like, maybe people are sort of intimidated, or maybe it seems like a bad idea to Mm -hmm. lump it in with, like, other music, because... Not unless Diplo manipulates it. Hello. Oh, my God. And we're going to talk about that. Let's get into, like, the Brazilian headspace. Let's start with some Caetano. Um, yes. You brought in a Caetano track, Bev, right? Yes. <clears throat> this is a little more blue. Um, I didn't pick it just because it's in English. Uh, it's also, it's on the first <laughs> album. And I don't know. This song is very moving to me because it's it describes this very complex, delicate, emotional state. And it also talks about some things that he's been through in his life. He's led an incredible life. And to me, it's very funny. You know, it could be... And the song itself is sort of mysterious. You know, sometimes I don't really know exactly... Um, I think it's, like, what this moment he's describing is. He, uh, he wrote it in London, right? Yeah, I think he wrote this while he was in really? exile. And... Um, and he talks about that, and it's sort of funny, to me, the meaning of the song is the way, you know, you don't always feel the worst when the worst thing happens. Sometimes you feel the worst later when everything hits you. I don't know. Well, let's have a listen. Let's see what Caetano has to say. One day I had to leave my country Calm beach palm tree that day I couldn't even cry And I forgot that outside there would be other men But today, but today, but today I don't know why I feel a little more blue than then 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 The day Carmen Miranda died They put a photograph in the magazine Her dead mouth with red lipstick smiled And people cried I was about then But today, but today But today I don't know why I feel a little more blue than then I feel a little more blue than then I feel a little more blue than then 
I feel a little more blue than then. You saw Caetano in the past, right? Yeah, I what saw. What was your impression? I well, I I mean, before I saw him in 2009 when I arrived to New York City, I was highly intrigued by. Uh, the history uh, that he endured in the 60s with the Tropicalia movement yeah. and like being exiled but basically like the Tropicalia movement that he co-founded with Gilberto Gil was about the uh, countercultural happenings with the dictatorship that was happening then and then like they uh, like rose like all these artistic people with poetry, music, you know, uh, just art and murals and they basically uh, told an alternative story that was for the people. So I, I mean, besides like the whole politics behind the music, I always loved his Tropicalia debut. Yeah. Even just the song Tropicalia was like so powerful to me, and like that's is that what the name comes from? Um, from that one song, is that where the genre came from? From that song, is that where the, the, it came to be coined? Do you know? To be honest with you, I can't tell you if that's where it. It's, it it's a good like question. It might be. I've never thought about it. Yeah, it happens. It happens yeah. like that sometimes. It's such an amazing song. It's anyhow. I feel a little more blue than then. I feel a little more blue than then. I feel a little more blue than then. One day I went down to the underground, but I missed the last train. And now that I'm just looking around. I feel a little more blue than then Look around, look around Look around, I don't know why I feel a little more blue than then 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 I feel a little more cover with this episode is how Brazilian music is not just elevator music. Right. You know, how it's all like, you know, Sonidos del Mar 17. Like, yeah. it's not all Bossa Nova. It's not all Café del Mar. It's, you know, there's... there's. Although, Astro Gilberto is a wonderful, amazing singer. I think that's also, like, maybe the difference between good and bad music is just, like... There is just like the background loungy mm -hmm. singing, and then there's you know Gilberto and Caetano, which are mm -hmm. like religious experiences almost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah, that's what I thought as soon as I saw um, when as soon as like uh, he started singing, I was like, 
Caetano Veloso was born to sing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, born Well, I mean, but song. with with Caetano, you know, sitting there at BAM, and like I made sure to get good seats because homie don't play that not mm-hmm. when it's a not when it's an icon. <laughs> um, like I'm gonna go see Dolly this summer, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm gonna be right up front. <laughs> yes, honey. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know, we were up there, and like we could see both of them. Like I mean, Gilberto. You know, because mm-hmm. I don't want it to be like it was Caetano and then mm-hmm. Gilberto was like his, you know, his yeah. session musician. Yeah. It was not that. Yeah. No, they really played off each They're other. They're very and powerful. They were dancing. And yeah, very dynamic. They like throw energy to each other and they just pretty much, it's like a tennis round. But it was performance. Yes, it was exactly. like watching, it was like watching theater because like they would, they would contort. Like Caetano would really like put his body into it. And, like, he would contort, and he would just, like, his voice would reach these, like, really high pitches, you know? And, like, he he sounded like, it was almost like, like, like he was crying. It was he very is beautiful. the definition of mellifluous. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why, like, um, Gilberto Gilles is this great counterpoint to him, because, you know, he did that one story, you know, we didn't even understand what he was saying. But yeah. um, he did this one song where it, it was absolutely riveting. And, you know, they're both great storytellers. And you don't even need to understand what they're saying. They're taking you on this journey. Yeah. It's really, really fascinating. And you're talking about the one where it was like, he wasn't even playing guitar. He was just pat- tapping mm-hmm. his guitar. He was wow. just tapping yeah. it. Like, not yeah. even strumming it. He, like, had a ring yeah. on and he was just yeah. doing percussion with it. Yep. And it was like, if they blacked out the wow. stage. And it was something about death. He, could, he kept saying morche over and over again. And I was like... Oh, girl, this is like heavy, and was and he like made his voice really hoarse, and it was. I feel like I didn't understand the story, but my heart did. Yeah, and it was yeah. I mean, good good story. Good music is supposed to be transcendent, and really, and that's this is the definition of that, which is I think that's why it's life changing. It proves everything. And so I want to bring it to like the youth. What are Mm -hmm. young people Mm -hmm. doing? So you brought a song. By Seu. Yeah. Like you know, and you were recently just talking about like how uh, you don't want to. Not, not, not you in particular, like, the general public mm. uh, perceives a couple, like, music as, like, very loungy. I do feel that her roots had that stereotype uh, stuck with her. Like, basically, she was on Starbucks compilations, like, back in, like, the aughts. Like, okay, that's a bad sign. <laughs> back in the aughts. That's why it, it was... That would perhaps be her association to the American public if it was 2008. And basically, I feel like uh, Brazilian music um, like hers should be resonating in every club that appreciates textures and layers and uh, glittering, glimmering electropop sounds and very hushed, uh, soothing voices. So here's Seu with Perfume do Invisible. Ao teu lado Fumei desajustado Um cigarro Vesti 
A sua camiseta ao contrário Aguei as plantas que ali secavam Por isso o cheiro impregnava O seu juízo O meu juízo Invisível E o um mundo a meu favor Que ali secavam Por isso o cheiro impregnava O seu juízo O meu juízo Invisível E mundo a meu Quem eu sou Logo que eu penso 
É tão mágico se perder no coração E é tão fácil, é tão mágico se perder no coração E é tão fácil, é tão mágico se perder numa canção com você Mamundi with Veral Eterno who is also like very like kind of hushed, very, you know, um, very light, delicate, but still really, really powerful sort of pop. Um, and she's she's a very prolific musician. She's a multi-instrumentalist. Uh, she's been in a couple of bands, um, has toured extensively. Uh, she's even toured as like a sound engineer for these bands. Like she's really, really deep in the sound. <laughs> about this Mamunji track is that I discovered it through a friend. Um, uh, I, have a, I have a friend in Brazil, hey Gustavo, um, and he introduced me to Boston Drama, who is, is kind of a big producer in Brazil as well, um, and he remixed this track, and so that's, that's how I heard, that's how I came to, to hear about it. Um, and so I just, I feel like there's a lot of really good electronic music happening in Brazil right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, in all of Latin America, I think that, I think Latin America is really, really killing it with the electronic music. Mm -hmm. Um, yes. you know, like, I don't know, how, how do you, what, what direction do you think, Isabella, that like Brazil is going? Like music, uh, well, Brazilian music, where do you think it's going? Well, I mean, obviously I... I'm not an expert in Brazilian music, but my my uh, perception yeah. here is that it is growing definitely electronically. Like within the last uh, couple of years, we've seen uh, Techno Brega explode yes. with bands like uh, Banda Uo and then like the uh, Baile Funk and the Favelas. They've been pretty much like exploring their electronic uh, ways. So I feel like there's a lot of other. Um, acts that have been pretty much like resurfacing uh, from the underground uh, to s not I'm not gonna say mainstream because it's not mainstream yet but it's uh, I feel like electronic music there is like a mishmash it's not yeah. mm -hmm. it's not like what you would think about electronic music here which is like drum and bass or, or EDM. EDM it's like so much layers, so much grittiness. It's very gritty. Um, but at the same time, 
there are a lot of great artists who uh, and people who who actually want to listen to Brazilian music. They need to stay away from like the carnaval scene because there's just like a ton of other like newer people. Um, so you said there was some there's some great up and coming producers and you, you know that you had recently talked to uh, somebody who was putting together a compilation. What what is yeah. one of these artists that you think is really yeah. noteworthy? Well, I feel like Chico Dub, who is a curator for not only just Red Bull, but also he has his own series called High Brazil, and he pretty much is on a endless quest of discovering a lot of bedroom producers and underground DJs. A couple that have stood out uh, to me with his past compilation have been uh, Arthur Arthur the Third. I don't know if that's it's Arthur. Three. Arthur so, III. Arthur III. Tercero. Tercero, yes. <laughs> Something like that? Probably too loud there. Oh, he used to be a band member of this uh, uh, progressive rock band called Burro Morto, and basically his productions are very, like, neo-psychedelic, uh, and uh, he uses a lot of, like, samples, like echoing church bells and uh, dance floor-friendly drum machines. So, and there's another uh, producer, he goes by the name of Maver, that's M-A-V-R. And Ever you say that? Maver. Wait, I don't know. Maver. Okay. Mavri. Very, yeah, and, and I feel like he perhaps takes cues from, like, a Vinci or, like, is tropical from the UK. Mm. Like, it's very, like, new rave. Ooh, like, I want to listen to that. It's really cool. Like, it's... There's I should so admit, I, I like tropical. Yeah, me too. I love his tropical. So, so, so it has a lot of, like, percussion, a lot of movement, like, a super high beat, high energy. And it's, like, again, a fusion of a lot of uh, electronic uh, experimental uh, melodies as well, like, and sounds and layers and textures. So, I'm going to hear all this. Goodness. Um, I mean, because, like, it, it kind of makes, like, our picks, like, look like whatever. Yeah, so can, you, can you, like, pause that and we'll, like, pretend that we were just about to listen to that? No, no, no. We're, we're going to... over. We're going to... Maybe we're we gonna, can swap a couple no, of my picks. not at like, all. We're going to have a whole, like, rave right now. And that's what we're going to do. I'm not editing any of this out. We're going to have a 20-minute rave, middle of the podcast. So we're having songs by... What are your producers again? A Maver. Okay. And the old Maver is the new rave guy, and and uh, Chico Arthur, Dub or Chico Dub is the is Chico your Dub contact. Is, Chico Dub is the curator who compiled this compilation. Awesome. We're gonna listen to a song by Maver. Uh, do you know the name of the track, Isa? Yes, it's called Three in Three to Three. That's kind of rad. Um, and I'm gonna throw in my pick, which is, uh, oh, actually, is, are th- these are both your picks, actually. Beth. Yeah, okay, so then, you know, I'm gonna tell you a little bit that you need to know about Trap Killers. We can't not talk about Trap Killers, because actually there's a lot of exciting things going on with bass as well in Brazil. Um, so this is, like, with Carol Conca, which is, she is, as far as I'm concerned, like, the best MC. You have to check her out. Killing the game. amazing. Killing the game. You know, she works with everybody particularly Trap Killers sometimes, and um, so, you know, you have to hear the song Eu Poder, which I think is how you say that, but I don't speak Portuguese. Eu Poder, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then um, there's also, we need to play um, Mais de Deis with you guys, um, Child Boys. This is a uh, collaboration, and hold on, let me... No, and, and just to be clear, Child Boys, like that... 
I, you know, I, I listen to, I try to listen to when, except when I'm like lazy or late on life. But like <laughs> your pick for Chav Boys is maybe my favorite of all the tracks that we're going to be listening to today. Like it's just a really, really rad hyped track. Like I feel like it really kind of boils down what's let's happening do in it. Brazil let's right now. Let's do it. So I'm let's excited. get let's get so, crunk, listeners at home. Yeah. So like just, live your life. Yeah. Like buckle up, and uh, we'll explain everything later. Goddamn. Ow. See y'all later. Perto tão pequenos Se afogam no próprio veneno Tão ingênuos Se a cara puxa sério Falo mesmo e eu cobro quem me deve É o poder O mundo é de quem faz Realidade assusta todos Tão normais Dá um dirão, dá um dirão, dá um dirão Viu? Falei 
Depois não vem dizer que eu não avisei Só não vem dizer que não Só não vem dizer que não Só não vem dizer que não Sociedade choque, eu vim pra incomodar Aqui o santo é forte, é melhor se acostumar Quem foi que disse que isso aqui não era pra mim se equivocou Fui eu que criei, vivi, escolhi, me descobri agora que estou Não aceito cheque, já te aviso, não me teste Se merece, então não pede, pra fazer algo que preste Quem é ligeiro investe, não só fala, também veste Juiz de internet caga se espalhando feito peste Se não tá no meu lugar, então não fale, meu, não fale Se for fazer pela metade, não vale não vale, eu vivo com doses de só Deus que sabe, o resto ninguém sabe. Quebro tudo pra que todos se caem. Plo, 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 quem vem, só quem tem coragem vai. Já falei que quem nasceu pra ser do topo nunca cai. O medo é de quem, hein? Olha quem ficou pra trás. E a vida segue, segue, e o tempo não volta mais. É o poder, o mundo é de quem faz. Realidade assusta todos. Sobre minha vida, coisas que eu nem vivi ainda Eita, frustrados, pirados na cola Já perdi a hora, preciso ir embora Alguém me espera lá fora, me deixa
Chav Boys just sampled both of our, first of all, Rihanna's Umbrella, which is everything to me, because, like, they completely cut that up and distorted it to make it irrecognizable. And they also sampled the the text message ringtone from, from Android phones. I didn't realize that. Yeah, when it, when it does a little whistle, the little, I don't know if I can manage to whistle, <laughs> like, that little bit, that is, that is the Android phone text uh, tone. Which I think is genius. I think that's so cool. I love artists uh, similar to like in the vein of how like El Sueño de la El, El Sueño de la Casa Propia takes like just random sounds and sort of splices them and turns them into something else. It's kind of like an Easter egg when you figure out Absolutely. what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, I okay, love that. Just a tiny bit of background on Chav Boys. Uh, so, you know, I wanted to find something representative of uh, Brazilian bass music that's going on right now, and I found this track because. Pretty much every Brazilian bass producer or DJ that I was like sort of considering had just, they'd reshared this on SoundCloud. And it's a collaboration between uh, Vinny, who is a really important guy to know, and Flying Buff, who is probably a really important guy to know, but frankly, I don't know who he is. But at any rate, this is a collaboration to definitely keep your eye on because that was amazing. So that's all I have to say. I mean, I think there's a lot of... I think that's really cool that this is a collaboration because the, the Carol Conca and Tropiquilas track is also a collaboration. Um, and I, I, Carol Conca is collaborating with everybody these days, like with, with Tropiquilas mm-hmm. and, um, and Boss and Drama. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool that there's sort of like a, a collaborative scene, kind mm-hmm. of like how there is in Mexico and Chile that everybody kind of knows each other yeah. and yeah. everybody's collaborating. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love it. It's like a big party that I'm missing out on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Argentina also participates in the whole collaborative Mexico City scene. Mm. Yeah, like yeah, and like all these genres, and I and I particularly enjoy it when it's sort of genre blending. Mm-hmm. Like Carol Conca is obviously like a straightforward MC, but then she's like you know pairing up with these DJs to like make these club bangers, um, and I just think it's super cool. Um, Boston drama too. Boston drama. I really, I, he hasn't put out, he's, he's about to put out a new album, and trust me, when he does, I'll be featuring him heavily. <laughs> um, but, you know, for now, I was like, let's keep it new, let's keep it current. And then you also, Isabella, brought a track mm-hmm. in by Criollo, another yeah. MC, right? Yeah, 
he got praised by uh, Caetano Veloso himself. Like, he has been an MC that has been around, actually, for, like, many years. And basically, like, his thing is critiquing the social uh, dilemma, which is, like, Brazil and, uh, you know, the problematic things with drugs, violence, and gangs. So, uh, Criolo has uh, been a, a person who has been, like, surrounded with, like, multiple uh, music uh, backgrounds and, like, you know, getting all that. But at the same time, he's been a person who has been spitting conscious awareness, you know, with where he, like, grew up in. And he, he just... Him and Emicida, they're super important. Yes. Yeah. They're basically part of the same kind of, like, scene message... And, uh, you know, they, they, they come from a different area. I think, uh, well, Criolo is from Rio de Janeiro. Mm-hmm. Emicida is from... Emicida is from Sao Paulo, Sao no? Paulo. Maybe? Yes. You know, we'll Google it later. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like, the, the important thing is you can't talk about hip-hop in Brazil without talking about both of them. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Exactly. They're pretty much the uh, torch bearers leading the the conscious hip-hop scene and basically they're spitting ill uh rhymes about the uh situation with like gangs and all that so it makes me really excited that like latin america has sort of grabbed onto the conscious hip-hop movement again like you know the u.s i mean that's where it started you know people from the hood just being like well shit like we're poor and we're hungry and you know we're getting killed and it's just like it obviously then evolved into a more mainstream platform, and uh, a lot of the, a lot of the con- social consciousness has been forgotten, and it's kind of making a huge comeback now with you know someone like Kendrick Lamar is bringing it back to the forefront and what yeah. have you. But I feel like in Latin America, hip hop still sort of that's that's the focus. It's it's at least you know still very social. Mm-hmm. You know people like Anatiju or. Mm-hmm. Um, again, as we were talking about Emicida, mm-hmm. um, or Criollo, it's, it's still very much about, it's very much a, a, a people's sort mm-hmm. of, yeah. a musical genre, the totally. people's music. Because it doesn't make a lot of money and isn't very popular in a lot of places. Yeah, but not, what's yeah. interesting is, uh, Criollo and Emicida are huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. So it's, that's an interesting story. Cool. So let's listen to that. Let's, uh, let's listen to some Criollo, um, and we will be right back. Quer saber então? Vou te falar porque as pessoas sadias adoecem, bem alimentadas ou não, porque perecem. Tudo está guardado na mente. O que você quer nem sempre condiz com o que o outro sente. Eu tô falando é de atenção que dá cola ao coração e faz marmanjo chorar. Se faltar um simples sorriso às vezes um olhar que se vê da pessoa errada. Não conta, amizade é importante, mas o amor escancara tanto o que te faz feliz. Também provocador a cadência do surdo no couro que se forjou. E aliás, cá pra nós, até o mar desandado. Dá um tempo na função quando percebe que é amado. E as pessoas se olham e não se falam, se esbarram na rua e se maltratam. Uso a desculpa de que nem Cristo agradou. Falou, você vai querer mesmo se comparar com o Senhor? As pessoas não são más, mano. Elas só estão perdidas 
ainda tem Não quero ver Você triste assim não Que a minha música possa te levar amor Não quero ver Você triste assim não Que a minha música possa te levar amor Outra mulher, outro homem O trem vai pra uma outra estação 
Um outro inverno e lá vem outro verão Há outro tanto a ti quanto a mim Um outro bem, um outro amor, outro sim Não é fácil aceitar alguém E ser aceito pelo outro também Sempre haverá outra esquina Outra beleza, outro cara, outra mina Sempre haverá uma nessa noção Um otário querendo atrasar Sempre haverá outro dia Ensolado e outra noite vadiar Sempre haverá outra chance, outra mão ao alcance Querendo ajudar Outra favela, novela, outro barraco, buraco Outra cachaça, manguaça em outro bar Outro marido traído, outra esposa ansiosa Outra amante excitante querendo dar Outra cabeça, sentença, outro recanto, encanto Outra viagem, vertigem em outro mar Outro sentido ou saída, outra maneira ou medida De dar a volta por cima querendo dar Querendo dar Into this whole uh, trap and electro pop dance floor friendly element, and I feel like she definitely like is a person that's been around since a couple decades ago. But she went towards like a modern like route, and I think it's super fucking punchy. It's super cool. Um, it's something that I would listen to just you know waking up and 
and and wanting to like feel confident cleaning my whole house and just like going out there with my headphones and just like banging to this. Yeah, no, we were all losing our shit just now. She has skills. <laughs> that's that's otro scene by Fernanda Abreu. How do you how do you feel about it, Bev? Because I feel like you feel some some kind of way. I just um I just think she's incredibly talented and I just I'm hearing her for the first time, so I'm just I'm just going crazy. I don't know. And by the way, just so that um, I don't want to be remiss on this, but like uh, the the Criollo track that we just listened to, it's called Ainda a Tempo. So again, all of that is on the YouTubes, on the interwebs, on the iTunes. You can purchase all of it. Give these people money. Support artists. Support local art, up and coming art. Beyonce don't need no money. Feel free to pirate Lemonade. But you know, these artists need the, the coins. So go on iTunes. Go on Bandcamp. Actually, go on Bandcamp. I think they get more money from that. Um, and support your local artists. Um, but yeah, so from there we go to um, a slightly more rocky area. Um, you brought in Benegal. Um, oh yeah, Benegal. What do you? What do you? What can you tell us about Benegal? Well, I first listened to Benegal in two thousand and six in Mexico City. I was at a festival called Olincan. And Olincan introduced a lot of uh, world quotation marks of artists from everywhere. And we listened to Israeli artists, uh, um, artists from like uh, uh, Cameroon, Africa. So, so many, so many people. So, um, Benegal was something that was super popular in 2006 among uh, the rocker people that I would hung out with so that's when I first got acquainted to it but basically he brings a lot of elements from funk surf uh you know like some hip-hop beats occasionally and basically it's very rootsy uh, a lot of African uh afro beats and I feel like he is an artist that pretty much is rescuing a lot of the uh like surf garage and incorporating it into his like modern sounds, which occasionally mix electronic. But Benegal is an artist that I feel uh, has been around for a while, and definitely everybody needs to know about him. Would be would it be correct to liken it to ska? Because I felt I, I kind of got a ska vibe. That particular pick has a ska vibe, but I don't think all of his songs do. But yeah, it's surf garage. I feel like it's a it has that 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 up tempo, so that that upbeat, you know, that ska beat. So okay, rad. And I want to I wanted to pair the song with a track by Bugarins. It's called Seis Mil Dias or um, Gilles or Six Thousand Days, however you want to call it. Um, I actually also got to know them in Mexico City. I never, I didn't actually meet them, but I saw them at Festival Normal. Um, not act, not at the full day festival. They were doing a psych fest. Mm-hmm. Um, they were part of the Psych Fest. It was one of the side shows. Ooh, I saw them um, at the festival. That was. Th- did they perform on the main stage? Mm-hmm. Oh, they did. Didn't I believe they? so. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, and so like it's Psych Rock from Goiania, uh, Goianais, I think, uh, in northern Brazil, um, and they're just really cool. It's just I at at the showcase that I saw them. It was very noisy, and I I had a, I had a, a tough time engaging, but. This track, it's just, it's mellow, it's airy, it's cool, it's indie. It, I don't know, I just, it really just picks you up and carries you off. So, um, here we go with some Benegal and some Bugarins. <laughs> Benegal. 
my favorite things about Brazil. Have you have either of you been to Brazil before? Mm-hmm. I haven't. No, I you know it's cool. Make the time. I've been Go, to Peru. Peru's rad. Fuck that. Peru's cool. But um, I want to go. I want to go to Bahia. I studied Portuguese in college. Did you? I feel like Portuguese is like drunk Spanish. See, worked it in there, Bev. Um, you know, so like. But you know what? I don't remember. Says, I don't remember though. Is that is it? What idiot it is it? Says? Not, he said oh, he's got, I don't. He's got this routine where he's like, yeah, you know, it sounds like Spanish being spoken wrong, but that's mean. It's mean. It is mean, and and I feel like that's how a lot of Spanish speakers probably feel. But at the same time, it makes it easier for us to understand. Like when I was doing research, I was reading, you We're know, all Portuguese. Portuguese. Wrong. I think it's sexy, by the way. Do you? Yeah, the language beautiful of Portuguese. Language. It's sexy. Um, I don't necessarily think it's sexy because it it does it. It's very nasal. I like it. It's like uh, French and Spanish. Mm, I definitely see that. I mean, Ooh, yeah. I and mean, you know what? I really, I really, and a little Italian, you know? You want to get a little bump in your ass, you know? A little bump in your ass. <laughs> that was, that, that's, that's jelly. Sorry. Actually, Sorry. and jelly is, you know, totally works us into the <laughs> point that Brazil is a very sexual place. And they all have big butts. Oh, come on. Big butts, big everything. God. No, guys. And the mean, biggest butt in the world is from a woman in Brazil. And okay, she's I'm sorry. Boys. They're you thinking of one? Texas? <laughs> no, we're thinking of Brazil. Everything in the U.S. <laughs> is bigger in Texas. Outside the U.S., we look at Brazil, girl. The continental difference is not a state. Difference. Brazil is a lot bigger than Texas. And Brazil is... Turning it. Brazil's got the titties, the butt, the booty, the dick, yeah. the cheekbones. Yeah, yeah. Didn't your friend get like a dick extension in Brazil? Oh yeah, my friend wow. got a dick extension in Brazil. Uh, he was a friend, very, to cut it very loosely and short, my friend was uh, not very happy with his uh, endowments. Length, yeah. And, yeah, and uh, he went to Brazil and he got uh, a, a penis enlargement. And when he got it, he came back, he was so, like, there were so many rumors about him getting it, that one day he exploded in the bar, and he just showed it to everybody. And oh, out of frustration. I thought it was like, he fr- physically exploded? Or no, no, no. frustration. <laughs> so, like, was this like a Franken dick now, or what? Yes, this was a Franken dick. Whoa. How did so it look, though? It was, it was a big dick that was very curved, and it had... Stitches all over the fucking place, well, and you know, heels. it was just like ginormous. And then he. But is it functional? Have you spoken to him since? Yes, it was functional, but then he has mommy problems. I don't know. That's well. got nothing to do with anyway. Okay, <laughs> Brazil is a very complex and and multi layered culture, and yeah. Anyway, welcome back to Song Mess. That was El Show de Cristina, and then that was Señorita Laura. <laughs> um, but the point of, you know, talking about Brazil and sexuality is because, well, I mean, sexuality is very fluid and very open in Brazil. I feel like everybody... Is it? Absolutely. Okay, oh my gosh. but also can be very repressive. I mean, it's a very I feel like there's like, country. there's two different poles. Everybody in Brazil is naked at all times. Yeah, it's hot. carnaval. It's hot. Everybody hey. wears thongs. It's not like like Mexico. Mexico is a little bit more repressed. Like yeah, you know, traditionally, genderly, like the women cover up. But in Brazil, everybody flaunts their assets. You know, and, in carnival. And not just and, and not just because like they're sluts or anything. Yeah. It's just like it's hot. It's hot and it's humid. And right. it's just We're like not slut shaming an entire country. <laughs> work, imagine, but like. 
it's just it's really hot. Like I remember my friend when I when I got there, he's like, just be a little careful, drink some water on the plane, and you know, when you get off the plane, just take a breath because like it's really intense. And I was like, sure, girl, whatever. I grew up in the Caribbean, and I got off the plane, and it was no joke. I had to like grab the wall because it's really it's shocking at first, particular in Rio. Rio mm-hmm. is real rainforesty, like it, it's very, humid. very Amazonian, humid. absolutely super humid. And and no matter where you are in Brazil, that's what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You could be in Sao Paulo, which is, it's a concrete jungle, but it's still very much the jungle. Like it's still very hot, um, mm-hmm. and rainy and all that stuff. But you know, the next couple of of musicians and tracks that we brought in are by queer musicians. And so the first one that I wanted to mention was Rico Dalasan who is this queer rapper from Sao Paulo. He's really cool. Started out kind of like in fashion and as a stylist. If you find his videos, he has like these beautiful, like sort of long gray locks and, you know, accessories for days. And I mean, and he talks about what he knows, which is about being queer in Brazil. Um, and then um, we're going we're gonna to go into Jalo, who's also queer... Definitely pulls... For, uh, he's from Pará. Jesus Christ, Andre. Put it in silent. It doesn't. No, it, oh. it's just gonna... Address this. He has beer problems. Anyway. Um, with him. But then we're gonna go into Jalo, who is also very queer. Um, he's really interesting. He's from the northern region of Pará. Um, DJ, musician, you know, uh, composer, club kid... Very androgynous. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my favorite. And then your favorite. Pablo Vitar. Pablo Vitar, yes. So tell us a little bit about Pablo Vitar. Pablo Vitar is a drag queen who makes amazing songs. Many of her songs are really, really good. They're on the internet, they go viral. But uh, we're going to play my favorite for you, which is Open Bar which is to the tune of Someone to Lean On, which I love because mm-hmm. this is like, you know, a major laser song. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Did I spill my kashaka all over your festival trap? I'm sorry. Boom. Which really, I think, is what needs to happen. So, you know. So this is uh, Riquisima by Rico Dalazam. Wait, Jalo- it's Cachaca, isn't it? Cachaca, yeah. It's, sorry. So, so this is Riquisima by Rico Dalazam. Uh, it's going to be Ador by Jalo. And, um, it's, open Bar. It's going to be Open Bar by Pablo Vitar. So here we go. And that's with two L's. Happy Early Pride, everybody. Injeção da Lívia Marini, eu sou um hit machine de, de das matinê, imagina Achou que eu tava louco de Martini Pô, entre tiras e dealers Eu não entro nessas filas, sou fina Primeiro do ramo, afirma Driblo que a vida é de China Entre mexica, fetina Eita, sou filho de mãe nordestina Dei minha cara na medina Pô, traição não combina Ei, daqui, um negrinho cheio de querer Trocando campos elísio por champs Eles Cremes pra não envelhecer Curtindo um Michael Bublé No cash sem miserê Na maior dignity Rica, saudável comendo até rúcula 
Na reunião da cúpula Pra ver o povo no sofá Diz que fraca não tá E que eu só pensei no criar Pensando que rima usar Na intenção de lacrar já. Tô tipo como, como, tipo, tipo bem Tamo, Big Man, Health African Master Mestre nos planos, trampos Pra mais de cem crânios no ramo Botando as ine no cimento Mole cimentando Ei, flagra onde eu tô Sobe, hoje eu tô no ouro Mas eu já vendi uns cobre A vida é leilão e o meu lance Ninguém cobre, eu sou provocativo Igual Kylie Minogue E aí, B, ficou rica de uns anos pra cá E aí, B, botou aquele lá pra andar Que eu vi, não paro mais de viajar Um beijo, mar, tá riquíssima E aí, B, ficou rica de uns anos pra cá E aí, B, botou aquele lá pra andar Para Susan Vieira e avisos mal acabado que eu sou álcool na frieira A classe chegou depois, me preparou pra riqueza Mas eu sou bem maloqueiro dos que pegavam a beira Etrange, chegou ontem mas já tá longe É claro, no meu escritório tem horário Eu não brinco, eu te encontro logo mais em Paris Portando os casacos finos, chardonnay, queijo brilho E aí, bi, dá nem tempo de olhar, né? Quando vê, fui, ficou Quando vê, vim Tem nem o que falar Deixa os ruins passar Deixa os bons rir Me citar pelo que eu fiz Pelo que eu fiz Dá nem tempo de olhar Quando vê, fui, ficou Quando vê, vim Tem nem o que falar Deixa os ruins passar Deixa os bons rir Me citar pelo que eu fiz Pelo que eu, pelo, pelo Pelo que eu fiz Pelo que eu fiz Pelo, pelo, pelo que eu Pelo que eu, pelo que eu fiz Pelo que eu pelo que eu, pelo, pelo que eu, pelo que eu fiz, pelo que eu fiz.
Hoje você em outra vibe eu tô Vou sair, vou pro open bar Olha lá que chegou É o meu DJ vou me acabar DJ, toca o som Não quero saber mais de ninguém DJ, toca o som Tô ficando louco e cê também DJ, toca o som Não quero saber mais de ninguém DJ, toca o som Tô ficando louco e cê também Consider that when he goes, ah, ah, the grunt. That that's ah. that that's the sound of doves crying. It, it, Have you yeah, ever considered I, that? I, no, I've never considered that. Wow. You're welcome. Well, we're close to being done um, with this, but yeah. We've actually been that. recording because. Haha! <laughs> what you <laughs> bastard! Haha! <laughs> no. Um. So I figured that there was no better transition point into our little altar than you know talking about queer musicians. Uh, then, this is our ofrenda to Prince. Absolutely. I mean, someone who kind of redefined gender, in, in particular for people of color. Like, we, our first episode was the week that David Bowie passed. And, you know, that was another thing for us. It's like, 
you know, he really sort of reshaped it. He made the mm-hmm. other normal. Yeah. Um, and for Prince in particular, you know, people, communities of color tend to be very conservative when it comes to gender and sexuality, um, which is, you know, thankfully changing rapidly these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and Prince was the quintessential sexy motherfucker. And what was cool about Prince was that he always, like, acknowledged, like, his, like, women collaborators, mm-hmm. like, even just... In the cover of, like, Rolling Stone back in the 80s, he would be flanked uh, besides, like, women who pretty much were possessing him, like, the candy, the sex object. And then he also uh, uh, brought other musicians into fame, uh, Vanity, who also passed away a couple months before Prince did, who was in a trio... Uh, Prince wanted her name to be Vagina, and he told her that she would have been nationally famous. And she's like, "No shit." <laughs> Prince was a was Prince was a dick, but he was hilarious. And you like, know, yeah, that's the, he was a very complicated character. But you know what? What's crazy to me about uh, Vanity passing away the same year as him is they were the same age. They were both fifty seven. Oh, were they kind really? of nuts? Yeah. Wow. What did Vanity pass up? Was it? I think it was a heart condition, wasn't uh, it? Or no, cancer? No, it, it was some sort of organ failure. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's too some, bad. Some pancreas. I don't know what it was. It was some some organ failure. But I, it, it, she actually did a GoFundMe. I really? don't think she raised enough funds. Stop. Oh, that's yeah. that's a shame. And she became like a a born again Christian too. Lord, I so mean, it was, she lived a very like crazy life after like the Prince era. She was. Uh, because Prince was a very uh, polyamorous figure, and she wanted to be monogamous with him, so that kind of like messed her up. Yeah, I heard that like Purple Rain was she was the the muse for that song. I I don't know, but I don't doubt it, and I'm sure she was a very influential Makes figure. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, and and uh, you know, I Prince is one of my icons. Uh, and it's it's so funny that again we started this this whole podcast with you know kind of a, a little funeral for David Bowie now that we have to have one for Prince. I mean Prince is one of my icons and I don't have very many. This has been a hell of a year. It's, it's it really sucks. 2016 is over by the way. Tomorrow's January again. <laughs> so just 2017 yeah. is starting early. No really. I mean has it only been a few months? It really it, has. Yeah. It really has. Yeah. Like more people are dying, girl. Glenn yeah. Fry and like you know <laughs> what's her name Natalie die. Cole like. A lot of icons are dying this year, and it sucks Lemmy. ass. That's why Lemmy. That's why, like, I bought tickets to go see Dolly in June because I'm like, girl. That's why I bought tickets I to Guns N' Roses. Like, yeah, hello. Spent several like, hundred dollars. I, no, for that. don't talk about who you don't want to die. Don't, don't talk just don't, about. Don't say it. Let's just talk about who we're going to see. Um, like, the thing about Prince, though, is you know a lot of people have passed away, but Prince is the one I have like nothing to say about because I just am too bummed. Like yeah. I can't. I came up with all thing, kinds of things that I had to say about David Bowie, but Prince, I'm just like, fuck. That's all I have to say. Yeah, Prince was the, the coolest. I don't know. I, I can't honestly think of anybody that's cooler than Prince. Nope. Prince was awesome, and not even just because of his gender fluidity, but because he was such a fucking killer musician. He could just literally pick up any instrument and, and riff the hell out of a guitar or, like, you know, just play the keys for anything and dance and, like, have, like, mad swag. So, like, he definitely had, like, the skill that even just not, like, any of our renowned artists that we appreciate deeply have besides them being lyrically 
talented, uh, compositionally talented prince was instrumentally talented in so many ways. That's, he could do everything. Everything. He was a great lyricist. He was a great vocalist. He was a great instrumentalist. A businessman. That like too. A fashion icon. Mm-hmm. Just sort of like gender warrior just because he was like, fuck everybody. I don't care what you say. He had the like, image. He was really hot. You talked about... He had a great pair of butt cheeks. Yep. You talked about... Right. So really good in assless chaps. You talked about his performance at the VMAs uh, when he performed Get Off. And I was like, holy crap. I'd never even seen that before. I... Mm-hmm. When, when it was like, oh yeah, he's assless chaps, I was like, I don't put it past Prince. Mm-hmm. But then I saw it, I was like, holy I think Prince is the reason a lot of us know what assless chaps are. Hello. Yeah. Well, okay, um, it's more, I guess, mu- beyond the music, it's more about the impression of when it came out. It came out in the VMAs in 1991. Uh, at that time, I was a Mexican kid. I'm still a Mexican woman now, but back then I was like a kid. Uh, working in the flea market so um, the people that were in the booth next to our station we used to sell tennis shoes uh, sold televisions and they were premiering uh, the VMAs and I remember that Prince uh, was on and it really impacted me his performance and it was uh, get off not only because of like the you know the music and like the the grunts and you know the like fluidity and sexuality but it was because like of his image you know uh, he was like wearing like this yellow bodysuit like a cutout and then he's like 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 swagging it with everybody the backup singers like the guitarists or whatever and everybody was grinding and everybody was like lusting grinding like everybody was just, like moaning but like you know, very musical way <laughs> and then he like turns around and I remember like seeing his butt cheeks and I was like damn that guy has a, the cutest set of butt cheeks that I've ever seen so that was my impression of Chris <laughs> but get off
Uh, Jelly, you had, um, and by the way, listeners at home, this is Jelly, uh, who's been around all evening, <laughs> you know, silent, making customized artwork for us, making beer runs, really the MVP of the night. Thank you, um, thank you. And you were talking about your Prince track. What 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 is it? Well... I don't remember. It was I think it was Purple Rain, and um, basically you were gonna say when Doves Cry. When it, it was when Doves Cry. Well, the first time that I ever saw Prince was that live. A, it was on a TV in a kielbasa store in a Polish shop in a flea market. Work. So I was a kid. Work. My parents used to work in a flea market, just like Isabella's. That's why we have like such like like solidarity, you know, like. Flea market. Well, flea market, flea market kids, and um, children of the flea, and um, I was really young, and uh, I was walking into a kielbasa store. Uh, my mom had me by my hand, and she was like, "Let's get some some meats," you know. And there was a there was a television, and he was just like doing. I think it was Purple Rain. He was just doing Purple Rain. He was dressed in purple. I don't remember what the song was, but he was just like fucking messing it up. I mean, he was just like amazing. And I'm just trying to order some kielbasa. So that's my story for, uh, for Prince and kielbasa. So you want to hear Purple Rain? Let's do it. Is that we're playing? Okay. Let's do it.
What do you? But what about you, Bev? What do you want to hear? You know, I was thinking about going with When Doves Cry because that was always my karaoke song. But you know, I want to go with like a really deep cut. So I want to do Starfish and Coffee. Mm. Someone I was dating uh, put this on a mix for me. And I'll never forget it because it's just like, to me it shows uh, Prince's ability, even when he's going totally G-rated, to like encourage people to like open their minds, accept people who are different, accept people who see things differently, and, you know, use their imagination a little bit more, you know? So that's, that's, that's one of my favorite Prince songs, to be honest. For me, the first thing I did when I heard Prince had passed was message my mom. Because I know that I, my, my love for Prince comes from my mom. My mom, that was her first concert. She's, oh, she wow. had floor seats at Madison Square Garden during the Purple Rain tour. She was like, wow. you know, she was there. And so I remember being a kid, my mom talking about Purple Rain. And, I, you know, I talked to her. And it was almost like a mini interview. I told her that we were going to do this little tribute. And I was like, 
tell me about this. And she was like, the man was strange, you know, and, and we felt strange because of it. We felt different mm-hmm. because of it. Like mm-hmm. she was like, he was sex on a stick and we didn't quite understand what it was, but we were, we were into it. We, whatever it was, we wanted to be it and we wanted to be a part of it. And she was like, yeah, you know, I love the hits, you know, anything off Purple Rain is great. Anything like, you know, Strawberry Beret or, you know, Alphabet Street, whatever. She's like, I love all the songs. But the song that she asked for, and this isn't even, this is a song I'd never even heard of before because his discography is just ridiculous. Um, but she asked for I Can't Make You Love Me. And it's off the Emancipation album. Um, and honestly, the song itself just, you know, it's exactly what the, it's titled after. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a tale of, yeah, that, love heart, that one's pretty heartbreaking. Love and heartbreak. heartbreak it's just Prince, what he did. <laughs> oh, doing. man, but there's like, there's so many songs. It's like, how can we pick one? What's, um, the most, what's the most heartbreaking Prince song? Is it When You Were Mine? I don't know. It, 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 sometimes it snows in April. Maybe, maybe that one. Um, but anyway, we're going to play our favorite songs for you guys. Um, what's your favorite Prince song? You know, feel free to send it to us. Comments, you know, we're, uh, as you guys know, we are on Instagram and Facebook at Songmess. We are on Twitter at Songmess Music. You can always email us at songmessmusic at gmail.com. Again, let us know how you feel. If it, if it, you know, if anything, if the, what's the worst that can happen that we read your private correspondence on there? So we do it, girl. It's whatever. It's Prince. Oh, man. We will... Re- okay, tweet at us. We will read your tweets. We will... Mm-hmm. And we might even retweet. Come on, we get that read, song mess bump. We will read mean tweets online. <laughs> it'll work. <laughs> um, but other than that, I want to thank Isabella Raigosa. on these mean tweets. <laughs> I want to thank Isabella Raigosa um, for being our guest and, again, bringing her entourage. Uh, Can we talk more about Isabella? Su- such a pleasure. She is an editor... She was a former editor with MTV Iggy. She's written for Rolling Stone. Le- like Beverly was my boss. No. Well, anyway. Yes, yes, yes. Beverly yes, was my yes. boss. And then she was my boss. But let's talk about the present. Where can <laughs> we and our listeners find your work? Well, um, contently, I guess. I mean, I, I've been writing for like multiple publications. So I'm not going to name one, but basically everywhere. Name a bunch of them. No, seriously. Oh, plug your chicle. So, you know. Uh, okay. Uh, Village Voice, MTV.com, Bandcamp, Rolling Scone. Rolling Scone. Rolling Scone work. That's <laughs> my favorite. Rolling Stone. Wow. <laughs> one, two, three for Jesus. Rolling Stone. Say it loud. Yeah, because we just, one, two, three for Jesus is our editing method. One, two, three for Jesus. Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone. Anybody else? Bandcamp. Uh, noisy. Heck yeah. I said Bandcamp. Uh, Thump, Vice, anybody? Well, I said noisy. That was, that oh, was, oh, good well, well, I'm going to have something coming up with Univision Musica. Work. That's awesome. And, oh, I've been doing a lot of work for, uh, Apple Music. I've been right. writing album reviews for them and I'm going to have something coming up soon with Google Play. Okay. Well, Watch out for that, folks. Awesome. Thank you so much again, Isabella, for being a part of Song Mess. Uh, again, shout out to Jelly. Shout out to Andre. You know, behind the scenes but not forgotten. Shout out to Gustavo all the way in Brazil for sending, um, to for being helpful helpful with my picks. Um, and again, you guys can always reach us online. So here's some prints. Enjoy. And, you know, prints, thanks for a funky time.
satisfied Oh yes I will Cause I can't Just so me. 